Welcome to the Digital Maddie Show. This is a platform where I share my knowledge on video creation, digital marketing, chatbot marketing, and how to grow your business through video making. I also invite many influencers and digital marketers on the show and ask amazing questions to extract their secrets of business. Let's get started with your host. Hi, my name is Mithil, and I am a YouTube and video creation coach, and I help aspiring video influencers to create and monetize their content through video making. Today on this episode, we have an amazing guest. He is an affiliate marketer. He is a local DJ, and he is a golf pro. He is already into our studio. Let's welcome him. So we have an amazing guest on our show. His name is Robert Wardell, and let me introduce him. He is a high-ticket affiliate marketer, a multi-career and skilled, qualified British PGA golf pro. Lived in various countries. He's a local DJ. He's a golf teaching pro, a landscape design and build low and golf course, and he is an awesome digital marketer. So Robert, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks very much, Mitchell. Glad to be here. Sure. So, uh, Robert, can you share one of your favorite quote that uh, keeps you motivated on a daily basis? Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's so much as a quote, but I suppose there's two things that kind of um, get me through. It's one is a kind of a lack of philosophy on life. Um, I, I do regular meditation or try to. Um, not always easy when you live in a condo and you've got a whole lot of noise going on. But uh, that's one thing that I do, and I, when if I don't do that, I find I'm a little bit edgy and itchy during the day, and so that's one thing that does help me. And also, um, I suppose I noticed that in um, with a lot of affiliate markers, there's a lot of kind of rah 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 and excitement, and a lot of people ride on emotions. But I always remind myself that this is a long-term journey. Uh, it's going to take a lot of time. And that you need to really treat um, pleasure and pain, so to speak, with the same the same yardstick. You've got to you've got to take them the same way, and that way you can keep a kind of an equilibrium. And I find that helps me a hell of a lot. Stops you from going the the highs and the lows. So you try to balance everything so that it doesn't. Uh, tip yeah, yes, over. That, that's it. Yeah, balance would be this. Yeah, it's basically about balance. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, Robert, can you share your backstory to all of our viewers? Sorry, my one, my. Can you share your backstory about your entire life? Okay, my entire life. Yeah, mine is a little bit of an unusual one. And um, when I mention to a lot of people, they're all kind of like uh, feel, sound a bit gobsmacked. But I've never thought of it in that way. I never actually realized that it was that unusual. Um, but on reflection, uh, when the people pointed out, I thought, I thought about it. I thought, actually, yeah, it is a bit. So, basically, I was born in um, in a place called Kitwe, which is in a was in a country called Northern Rhodesia, which you've probably never heard of. Maybe you have. It's now called Zambia. Okay. And uh, when, yeah, so when I was about five, we moved down to Cape Town, and I think we were there a couple of years, and then we moved to uh, East London, and then on to Port Elizabeth where basically that's where i was brought up and i went to a private boarding school uh, one of the top boarding schools in south africa in grahamstown um, which is about 100 kilometers away from port Elizabeth. and then after that um, i i got very sick in my final year so i didn't get great grades 
which to this day I've never worked out whether it was a good thing or a bad thing because it didn't allow me to get into university. And so um, what happened from there was that um, I kind of uh, was a bit unsure. Then I did a post-patric year and I wanted to do uh, geology. But I thought, I don't know anything about geology or how what the life is going to be like. So I actually, halfway through my term in post-matric, I went to um, uh, De Beers Diamond Mine and I started working with them. So it was a kind of a diamond prospector, so to speak, in a way, for a while. And then I discovered it wasn't so great. But to cut a long story short, I mean, I, I did accounting, some accounting in the, in South Africa, and I was also a DJ there for a while, which is sounds glamorous, but I can tell you it's hard work, eh? I mean, come, you actually only finish at about three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. You got to pack up, and we, we were mobile, so it was. But I, it was good fun at the time. And then uh, I moved to England when I was in 1985 or 1984, somewhere around about there. I did various things. And uh, then I, that's where I actually uh, decided to uh, enter the PGA or the Professional Golfers Association. Um, and uh, I qualified. You had to do a three year stint uh, with an apprentice and you had to do certain tests and I uh, qualified. And so that basically was what underpinned my whole experience throughout life as being a golf professional. I, I would sometimes drift away from it and then come back again. Um, and uh, I basically was a teacher. I wasn't good enough to play golf uh, as a professional. I mean, I played professionally, but um, you know, I never had a great coach. And that's one thing I've discovered in life is that you need to have a good mentor. Whatever you're doing in life, no matter what it is, you need a good mentor. Um, and I didn't have that. And uh, so I, I um, came, came back to South Africa after about 10 years in, um, in England as a golf pro. And then I decided to change professions, went and uh, went to, uh, and qualified as a computer technician, got an MCSE, uh, went over to, uh, to back to England for three years, came back to South Africa. And then uh, I went to Germany as a golf teaching pro for three years. <laughs> You can see I chopped and changed and jumped all over the place. I mean, I didn't like having, I didn't like being under the thumb. You can imagine my corporate lifestyle was not great. Um, and uh, or it wasn't, corporate lifestyle was not something that I really enjoyed. And then I came back to South Africa and I, and I ended up actually designing a golf course and building a golf course for a local businessman. And that was in, uh, in the year 2008, that was in my third year of doing that, we had uh, the economic crash. And then uh, I decided, no, man, I've always wanted to live in Asia. So I jumped on a plane, got some phone numbers and contacts from my friend, jumped on a plane, arrived in KL, no prospects of a job or anything. But I got a, a golf teaching job. And I stood about two years at a great golf course here in Kuala, in Kuala Lumpur, Kota uh, Pumai. And then and I kind of drifted around a bit uh, as I Freelance, not freelance. Uh, I, think, I can't think of the correct word for it at the time, but um, I was on my own, and uh, then I got a job, or I was allowed to run a driving uh, range and a golf academy. Uh, I did that for three years, but I got very, very sick, very ill, and uh, I decided that I couldn't do this anymore. I just didn't have the energy. And when I got out of it, I mean, I had to go through quite a lot of stuff to sort myself out. Um, I actually basically had 
uh, mercury poisoning from the amalgams in my teeth. But that's another very long story. I won't go into that. But the, the, this is now where it comes to digital marketing because I decided, man, I've got to uh, find something that I can do uh, where I'm my own boss. Um, I can do anywhere in the world, can earn a significant amount of income, uh, and I can do it anytime I want to. And uh, it was very strange. About a couple of weeks after this, my recognition of this, a, um, one of my students actually came to me and said, hey man, I've got a, a, a ticket to go to a digital seminar. I said, what's that? <laughs> and uh, he told me a little bit about it. It was actually by a, a guy called Derek Gell, a digital marketer. Uh, very successful, quite well known in his niche, or his part of uh, the market. Um, and I signed up for his course. I really liked it. And I signed up for his course, but unfortunately, I, I, it was a bit of, I couldn't stick to it because I, the illness took another course and I had to go sort that out. But I liked it. I thought that was a great idea. But I, I went in and out of it for about three years. Uh, and I had all the issues that uh, all the marketers have, like the shiny object syndromes, you know, um, perfectionism, um, concentrating on too many wide platforms. Oh, man, I made it so difficult and so hard for me. But that's basically my story of how I came into digital marketing. Um, my affiliate marketing I've been doing in the last, say, eight months. Um, but that's a little bit of a story between between the, when I started digital marketing. Okay. So that's kind of like my, my course up until digital marketing. The, the journey is awesome. Like, you know, the, it's like a roller coaster. But then, yes, the, I think the experience would have been awesome. It, it was, look, I mean, there's a lot of there's good things that you happen, a lot of good experiences that you get. There's, there's definitely some very tough times. And I've left out a lot of the stuff. I mean, I have hardly told you half of the stuff, or not even half of the stuff, because obviously we don't have that much time. But uh, yes, it teaches you a lot about life. And I've visited many countries. I mean, I've been to India uh, quite often. Uh, I've been to Australia, America, uh, Europe, um, Philippines, uh, Malaysia, so you get to learn a lot about different cultures. True, and it Absolutely. makes you, yeah, it makes you become a lot more tolerant of different cultures and people have a, bit, a lot more understanding. Although my wife probably reckons I'm still not tolerant enough. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, great. So now, when it Robert, when it comes to affiliate marketing or digital marketing, I think what. Uh, Rather than having a broad spectrum of everything, it is be better to have a laser focus into one particular small area. And that's yes. how the concept of niche comes. So my question to you is, how do you select a niche? Well, actually, that's that's interesting uh, because it's, I can give two aspects to that. As I'm working now uh, in the affiliate section uh, or the uh, high ticket affiliate marketing, uh, I do get people asking me about niche and what niche should I be in. Now, the approach that you, I think, that you would take when you're in affiliate marketing is a little bit the the other way around how you would approach it, as opposed to when you're in digital marketing. And when I first, first started that digital marketing course, the very first thing that the uh, my guru did or mentor did was he he did a, had some big modules on how to go about selecting your niche. And obviously, he gave the story about uh, your 
blue ocean, your red oceans, your blue oceans, and you're drilling down on three main ones and, and whatever. And you would go through a process. And he had a very good scoring system. And it's actually very interesting that you mentioned because it's, I want to put a little bit of a module together on this uh, because it, I know that a lot of people are, are having difficulties with choosing niches. Uh, and uh, I don't think they really have an understanding that even though you choose, you decide, you can drill down, there's actually a scoring system you can go through to decide whether your niche is going to be profitable. Uh, so that's one way that you can approach it. And there's a very definite scientific way of going and doing that. When it comes to the affiliate marketing, it's not quite like that. It's a little bit different where affiliate marketing basically is, is your niche. And all you need really, then what you do is you just decide the kind of product that you want to sell. And that will dictate to you a little bit about how you go about marketing that for yourself. Um, so it's not quite exactly the same. Uh, and you do need to discuss it with people. Um, so it, it's, I don't know if you, if you, if you follow me or you, you can, you can understand. Yes, yes, I'm able to follow you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Robert, uh, this is all about niche selection. So can you share something about, uh, what's an SAA program? Yes, the SAA program. Uh, would you like to me to actually tell you how I got into it and why I got into it? Yes, if you can share that. Yeah. Okay. So I was still, when I was, I was still involved in this digital marketing with this and doing this course with, uh, uh, actually I wasn't doing the course. I'd started another one with the same person, actually, it was freelancing. But I decided that freelancing, the problem with freelancing is that you have a ceiling. You're, you're selling your time more than anything else. Um, and I thought, I'm not so sure about the possibilities of being able to scale up in freelancing. I mean, for example, if you're doing uh, building websites uh, or you're doing copywriting, copywriting might be a little bit different, different but you've got to be really good at it. Um, so there was a little bit of a ceiling in it and I thought, no, I need to do something different. And a friend of mine actually put me onto the OFA. Now, you know, the OFA, the, the One Final Away Challenge. Uh, and actually, funny enough, my wife, wife was all, at the time, she wasn't working. So she decided to do it. And I looked over her shoulder and I was following, following her along with it. And I thought, wow, this is fantastic. And I was learning so much stuff out of that One Final Away Challenge. It was, it was information overload. I mean, as they say, it's like drinking from the, the fire hose. <laughs> and uh, one guy who really struck me was Steve Boom Larson. Yes. And uh, so I, I, I decided to do the course myself again. And I signed up as an affiliate for the ClickFunnels. But the problem is that once you have certain diseases, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't leave you so easily. So even though I'd got into affiliate marketing where I'd recognized this recurring in, uh, um, income that you can have and ceiling can be, there's no ceiling to it. Um, I still had all my sins, my shiny object syndrome. I still had my perfectionism. I still had all these, these issues that, uh, that held me back. And after a while, no man, I, I thought I'm not getting anywhere with this. I'm just spinning wheels. And up to this point, I hadn't earned a cent anywhere in the three years, I hadn't earned a cent. And I thought, I really need a mentor. I came to a realization I needed one. 
And I actually got in touch with one gentleman who I was following at the time. And I asked him if he, if he would do it. And he said, no, he doesn't do one-on-one -on -one because the guy was working full time. So I was a little bit disappointed about that. And then uh, suddenly uh, I found out about this course that Jay, Jacob Karras was doing and it was a beta course. And we jumped on a call together. And literally, if I could have put my hands to the computer screen and running his neck and said, let me in, I would have done it. I mean, I wanted to jump on that. But of course, you know, when you keep on spending money, you start getting a little bit nervous, you know, once bitten, twice shy. So I was, I was at this place where I said, this is my last throw of the dice. And, uh, but I liked what uh, Jacob, I mean, I learned a lot about Jacob through the OFA. I followed him a bit and I, I really liked the guy's approach. He's, he's what I would call a, a no bullshit or a no flanneler. He just says it how it is, but he's not crude. He's not rude. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't abuse you. Uh, and he's really very helpful and very genuine guy. And um, I recognized immediately that this program was going to be big, even before he started it. And I jumped in on beta, which was very good because you get certain privileges as a beta. And um, so I started doing this course and it, it immediately started rubbing off a lot of the sins that I had. The, as the shiny object and, and all that. I mean, you still have them to a certain degree, but they be become less and less of a problem. And you slowly over time learn how to get rid of them and you start scaling them down. I actually, funny enough, on my profile the other day, about a, a week ago, week and a half, I don't know if you saw it, I did a little graph thing showing how I was before and how I was after. So you could see, I mean, I was trying to be as honest as I could. I mean, there's one thing that I, that was not, uh, I wasn't doing well with and that was focus. But I think there's three different types of focus, but that's another story. So anyway, uh, it was only two after about two months of doing that course, I got my first high ticket sale. And uh, not so long ago, I also got a second high ticket sale. Um, now, why haven't I done more? Well, that's me because I can't help wandering away down other avenues, but I keep on putting myself back. Uh, I've never taken on other courses or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty much married to the, the SAA and uh, it's growing, it's beginning to explode now. So I'm a little bit annoyed with myself for not having concentrated on the, the big thing, the very big thing that I've learned out of this is that, and I actually funny enough wrote, wrote on, on in my group today about it, is what I think that people would get so much more success, success in courses that they take on if they were to follow what I think a lot of success, successful people do, and that is when you're watching a video or a course, you run the video and when it comes to a stage where you have to implement something, you stop it there and you go and implement it. And you learn all the, you go through the speed bumps of that, of what you've got to do, and you can come back and you can ask questions of your mentor and whatever, but don't move on until you've done that. Uh, or unless there's a reason why you should move on, but get that done. Start playing the video again when you've got another implementation to do, stop it. Go and do that. And I think a lot of people just chase through the programs and they don't implement, so they're not they're not really learning uh, the information properly. They're not burning it into their subconscious or the psyche. 
uh, and they are building on shaky foundations. So I decided to go back again and I, and I started doing a little bit better on the implementation, but then suddenly I realized I wasn't implementing quite as I should have been. So the third time I've gone back and now I've, I've built, I've designed a program or just a check sheet on my a spreadsheet um, and I'm now ticking it off. So that's the process that I'm going. That that to me is one of, you know, everyone has their has their cross to bear, so to speak, and put it into a Christian faith term. Everyone has their cross to bear. They're all different. So um, some people might be good at that process, but they might have failures in others. But I really do think that this process of actually implementing while you're going along is probably quite prevalent and quite a big reason why people don't succeed. I totally oh, sorry, agree. you asked me a question about yeah. You, sorry, you asked me about SAA. Is, did I answer it or was it? Some, did you ask me something else? I'm not quite sure if I. No, no, you answered it perfectly. No. Yes, you need to stop the video. You need to implement, and that's how you're going to get yeah. the actual success, which is deserved by the end of the course. So yes, bang yes, on target. Exactly. So you mentioned about OFA. That's one funnel away, and even I have been through that, and it's an amazing yeah. program. So yeah, absolutely. So I would like to ask you uh, one simple question that as an affiliate marketer myself too, uh, the things that I'm observing everywhere, do you really think is ClickFunnel saturated now? Yes, yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, you know, I I do think there's a certain, there is a level of saturation, I think. It's not, I mean, you have to be honest, it's not like in the early days where you could come on and you could just go and do it with a blog and you'd have lots of people coming to you and asking you about it. Because now there's a lot of people out there and it has become very competitive. I do, however, think that uh, there is a potential for people to do well in ClickFunnels if they can find a specific angle on it or a specific niche within that. Uh, someone was telling me the other day, oh, I said the other day, this is more like about four or five months ago. I was talking to them about this very thing. And they were told me that actually this one guy had just come in and he'd sold 300 ClickFunnels accounts uh, or subscriptions. But the, he said he'd come in with a specific angle on it. He had a specific niche. So I think that's what you've got to do. You, you've got to have, you've got to be very clear on finding that little blue ocean, that little niche within the ClickFunnels environment. I don't think you can just go in as an ad hoc uh, ClickFunnels affiliate. I think you'll come up against a lot of, uh, uh, it'll be very difficult to get traction doing that, I think. True, it's a brilliant, is... yeah. Yes? Sorry. Yes, there is, there is already a tsunami of Red Ocean already around ClickFunnels that if you are not very laser focused into it, I think, yes, what you are trying to explain is uh, really true that you will be wiped out and you will be like yes. feeling, no, it's yeah. not happening for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happened to me. I, I, that's the reason why uh, I, when I was doing the ClickFunnels, I also realized it was saturated to a certain degree. And I was competing against some pretty established people. Um, I do think if I had stuck at it, maybe, and applied it, but I wasn't, you see, I had all those sins, so it wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. But uh, maybe I could have done something. You know, one of the benefits behind high-ticket affiliate marketing is and I'm not knocking uh, the recurring system and I'm not 
knocking ClickFunnels as such because ClickFunnels is absolutely brilliant and the training with it is superb. It really is its market, the market leader in its niche. Um, but uh, the, the, the benefit to affiliate marketing or high ticket affiliate marketing is that you're getting, your, you're getting quite a big lump sum up front. The problem with a recurring income is that it's nice to have that, but you will only get, you can have to take a year almost to get about the same amount that you would, would get if you were to do, do a high ticket upfront uh, commission. And so the problems with uh, the recurring is that there's a lot of churn. So you've got, you can't sit back because there's a, there's, there's a lot of people falling out of it. You've got to keep on replenishing that. So although they talk about recurring income and they idealize it with how much money you can make and whatever, the truth of the matter is that there's still a lot of work you have to do to maintain that level. Um, the other, I mean, you can look at it from a couple of other points of view. I mean, if you get a high ticket sale and you earn a commission of a grand or something, um, you've got that money up front. You can reinvest that money immediately, either into a financial uh, uh, tool, or you can reinvest that immediately into some sort of learning, uh, another learning, um, not tool, what would you call it? Another, um, another course or something like that. Um, so that's another benefit, I think, about getting the upfront payments as well. True, yes. So, uh... If I have to ask, because you have now walked this journey, uh, like, you know, minimum of eight months into affiliate marketing. Uh, so how did you got into affiliate marketing? Into, into the affiliate marketing? Well, it's just, well, as I said, I was in ClickFunnels and uh, I decided, I signed up for the, the, the affiliate um, program. Uh, boy, uh, <laughs> you have to jump through a few hoops there as well. Uh, I think they got so many people applying and there were so many dormant accounts they decided to start making it a little bit tough. And uh, so I, after having jumped through a lot of hoops there um, and I started trying to do things to um, sell the ClickFunnels. Um, but then as I mentioned, I, I, uh, I had all my sins which held me back. And uh, then I, I learned and then I decided to go for a mentor. So that's actually how I got into the affiliate marketing side. Uh, I recognized that it was a bit, a bit saturated and I realized that um, the, the high ticket made a lot of sense as well. And what I also liked about it as well, and this, the, the thing with this um, uh, super affiliate is that Jacob's teaching you how to do um, uh, organic traffic. And that appealed to me as well, because I don't want to, I don't want to dump money into Facebook ads uh, immediately because I've heard so many horror stories about um, people spending huge amounts in Facebook ads and not getting any return on it. And the reason being is that you have to, there's, a, there's quite a, a skill to doing Facebook ads and you can, money can, be, can disappear down a black hole very, very quickly if you don't know what you're doing. So. So uh, the organic side of it appealed to me very much. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I also resonate with you. Organic traffic is uh, one of the best options, but I think it's a long-term strategy and you need to stick to it. And there's a lot of hard work that you need to put behind that. That's the only way yes. uh, you can get maximum results of 
uh, and I think recurring and long term results compared to the Facebook ads. Yes. So uh, yeah. Karen. So how do you start online marketing, Robert? Uh, okay, so yeah, I do. I get a number of people who actually do ask that, and the the, the first thing that I do is because they a lot of people. Uh, so you've got your you've got your people who are pure pure beginners. They know nothing about it. Then you've got some people who dabbled a little bit in it. So they've kind of got um, they got to a stage where they're a little bit confused. They've tried some stuff that it doesn't really work. So would you call those beginners? Yeah, I call them kind of like beginners. Um, and these these people are basically people who haven't really um, got to understand uh, the process that you should really go through of uh, mapping out and planning, uh, of having, first of all, establishing your why, the big why, um, which so many people talk about. Uh, and that's quite essential. And then also going and planning how you're going to do this. Because um, if you don't have a plan, you will very definitely end up just doing things willy-nilly and uh, end up like I was in the early days, uh, just stuck and spinning wheels. And then you've got your other other aspects. So you've got your, your affiliate marketed people and then you've got your people who are just in, um, in niche, uh, digital marketing. But in the early days, so what you have to do is you have to sit down with these guys, maybe uh, book a, get them to book a call um, uh, you know, sometimes people are reluctant to actually just jump on a call with you if they don't know you. So I suppose you have to do a little bit of uh, groundwork first with them, get get them, get them to trust you, get them to know you, um, and uh, give them some sort of values value. But um, very uh, the people who have never who are completely new to it are, are generally quite willing to jump on a call with you. And I always try and get them to go down the road, first of all, of asking why they are doing this. Yeah, and uh, get them to answer that question first. And then also try and um, get them to understand the concept of the red ocean. You know, the three big, um, the three big uh, niches that exist, the wealth, the health and the relationships which is standard for every affiliate market. They all know that in the digital markets, who are any salt or have any salt behind them, will know uh, what they are. And then uh, teaching them the concept of the blue ocean or finding the blue ocean within that and drilling down and, and teaching them how to map that out or how to actually work out going through that process. Um, so that's for the digital markets, that's very important. For people who want to be an affiliate, they, that's not entirely necessary because affiliate marketing is kind of a drill down niche to a degree. Um, of course, you've got a different aspects like are you going to be doing e-commerce or are you going to be doing um, uh, low ticket, high ticket, recurring, those kind of things you might want to get across as well. Explain to them the differences and the, and the, the territory that comes with it, whether you know what kind of work is going to be involved in it, whether it's whether it's high intensive work. I, I feel sorry for the e-com guys at the moment. I mean, I know very little about e-commerce. Um, I dabbled in it. Actually, that's another thing I didn't mention. I actually didn't dabble in it at one stage. Um, didn't do particularly well in that. Um, so, you know, I, I'm quite happy about that because I've heard so many stories about you've got to fail 13 times before you make it. <laughs> okay. That's what all the all the 
all the big marketers say that they, you ask them a question what's the average time that you've number of times you tried something and failed 13 funny enough is the number i wow. think i recall remember I, that was steve larson who mentioned that i think i, I don't know if you if you if you remember that uh, yes he was yes. the one who mentioned that yeah. so i'm trying to make as many failures as i can first <laughs> get them over as quickly as i can but uh yeah you i mean you yeah you will uh, you will go through a few failures at first. There's no question about it. Yes. But uh, if you can get a mentor or somebody to help you, it certainly can uh, smooth the waters for you. Yeah, these failures will be the stepping stones to success eventually. And with yeah. the mentor, I think yeah. these stepping stones will be aligned in the right way so that that mentor yeah. can lead you to the success. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very definitely. So, uh, Robert, all the people who are listening to this particular interview, if they want to connect with you and know more about you and your community, where you share lots of values, and I'm, I'm also a part of that community. Yeah. So, where can they find you? Yes, okay. So, my, my main uh, port of call would be uh, in my Facebook profile, which is just under the name, under Robert L. Wardell. Um, and so, I've uh, I've also got a group, uh, which is, um, can't think of the top of my name of it actually because uh, you have to, sh you can shorten it sometimes. It's, it's basically an affiliate marketers club. That's the name of the group. Uh, maybe I can send you a link on that as well. I'll give you the link. So I will also uh, have my group, which I'm beginning to build. Um, and, uh, I, I had neglected it quite in, in the early days and I've only just this month started beginning to put a little bit of focus into it. So I'm hoping to now spend a lot more time in my group and my mentor and a few other people uh, within the, uh, the industry uh, have uh, emphasized the importance of a group. And I am beginning to realize its importance and I'm now beginning to try and put some more value into it. And so hopefully over the next month or so, I'm gonna put a lot more in there and, and build a community there. And then I'm also, I've got some satellite places or uh, that can be visited, but they are not particularly well um, built up at the moment. Uh, I'm on Instagram under Robert L. Wardle, and I have a YouTube channel under Robert L. Wardle, which is a little bit more um, populated with, uh, with stuff, but that I will also start beginning to populate as well as must. I suppose after my group, that will be my, my second most uh, popular place that I will be going and building up as well. Yeah. Great. Got to make use of my green screen, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Robert, we have come to the end of this particular episode. Would you like to say something to our viewers? Uh, okay, good uh, good question. Um, I, I would have to say that there's a few things that I've noticed that have been that go around in the industry. If you're an affiliate marketer and digital marketer, they all talk about the the failure rate within this industry being very high. That about only three percent people actually make it in the industry. And uh, after having viewed enough people in this in the big the gurus and whatever, all talking about it, you can put it down to a number of uh, just some one or two things. But the core thing basically is perseverance. Uh, persistence and consistency that seems to be the common denominator I mean if you give up you're never going to make it um, that's one thing and the other thing that uh, if you are following somebody on a course and you do have a mentor 
implementation is the absolute keyword in my opinion absolute keyword is implement don't theorize don't learn theory just implement that's what i would say great yes implementation or execution is the key to success and that's yeah. an amazing uh, takeaway if anybody can do from this interview so thank you so much yeah. robert for being on our show so you have just listened to the digital maddy show with your host mithil dave and we have an amazing guest robert wardell so if you are listening to this particular video on youtube you can subscribe to my channel and if you are listening to this particular podcast you can subscribe to anchor or google podcast thank you so much robert for being on this show thanks uh, thanks mithil and i uh, really appreciate it most welcome <laughs>